Coming up on this episode of Up for Debate, three hours later, we're finally ready to crown a winner in our Dinner Dynasty Super Salad Bracket Challenge. Will it be Minestrone? Will it be Caesar Salad? Stick around, we're going to pick a winner next. This is Up for Debate, episode number 109, recorded March 29th, 2018. Dinner Dynasty, a champion crowned. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Up for Debate, the debate podcast where the two hosts agree on everything. I'm Sean Jennings, joined as always by our 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 good pal Matt Mariani. Hello, Matt. Oh, okay. Yes. Hello there, Sean. How are we doing today? Are we ready to pick a winner? I've never been more ready for anything in my life, Matt. Mm, okay. One of these is going to win here. This it's going to be either the soup. Or the salad. That is right. And we're going to crack this case. We're going to figure out who it is today. Yes, and Matt, do you want to tell the folks at home what the winner receives as their prize? Well, the winner between these two, we dared each other to eat as much of as possible on air in front of everyone. That's right, Matt. That's next to me. I've got a table full of both Caesar salad and minestrone. There's no way to know how this one's going to end. And mm. uh, and I'm prepared to eat one of them. Well, well, hold on. I think what we agreed to, actually, if you, if you actually read the fine print, is that um, you have to eat, if minestrone wins, you have to eat as much minestrone as you possibly can. And I have to eat as much Caesar salad as I possibly can. That's right. Which one would you rather eat copious amounts of? There's really no. Oh, it's got to be. Got to be the Caesar there's salad. No, there's no clear cut winner. You would go with the Caesar salad. Oh, it's very clear cut for me. I I think any hot soup is very hard to down in mass quantities, and the lick the water weighs you down. Yeah, but the, the Caesar salad, the dressing of the Caesar salad weighs you down. I don't think it's that Caesar big of dressing deal. is pretty, like the heaviest of all dressing. True, but I still Maybe think a chunky soup like that would be hard to, I think, hard to get down. And like a salad, especially, you know, if you assume you, you have a little flexibility, I would really chop up that salad good into nice small pieces and just, I think you could really down it. Yeah, at the end of the day, the croutons are going to kill you. Yes. Oh, for sure. The croutons and, and if, if there are olives, sometimes Caesar salad has olives. And um, I think that at the end of the day, the, the minestrone is going to be extremely difficult. This is a very chunky and, and hefty and filling soup. Oh, for All sure. Right. Now, the real question is, before we finally crown the winner, copious amounts of minestrone or copious amounts of clam chowder? Oh, you got to do minestrone. You, you can't do a creamy soup. The, just the <laughs> dairy in it would curdle in your stomach. It would be a, a, just be a, a disaster. It would be apocalyptic to competitive yeah. eat clam chowder. And by the way, I seem to remember from our competitive eating challenge that there is a world record for clam chowder, which I'm going to look up how much exactly that was. I hope it's measured in gallons. Uh, okay, let's see. Chowder, no, not chowder cook-offs. I want, uh, competitive eating. Okay, Major League Eating Records. And let's find chowder. Oh, they got different, goddamn, they got different chowders. Well, all they have in here is salmon chowder. The Slammin' Salmon World Chowder Eating Contest. Bob Shrout in 2009, in six minutes, ate. 
23 pounds of salmon chowder. Uh, can you imagine swimming in 23 pounds of salmon chowder? I can't imagine, like, just visibly seeing with my eyes that much chowder. Smelling that much chowder? That is... that. Could you imagine leaving that much chowder out in the hot sun? Uh, and then pouring it on your n- n- naked body. Now that we know nobody is still listening... Uh, <laughs> now, that every, now that we've officially alienated every single of the three people listening... Um, Are we ready to finally crown winner let's do it matt uh i hope people listen to episodes 107 and 108 before this where we narrow down the soups to one and the salads to one as we mentioned it's minestrone versus caesar and matt you decided last week because we were like how are we going to decide a winner you decided two things one you and i should go out and interview some family friends and co-workers to get some man on the street and we should do a public poll of the fans and matt in a shocking twist turn of events finally a public poll we posted actually had someone vote in it we received 19 votes in our public poll, which is a up for debate record. And we have a vote winner. But before we get to that winner, Matt, did you get an opportunity to talk to anybody? Get, get, a, get a feel for the street as to where they land on these two. Um, I did actually. Uh, and, and the results between the two, I think most people decided on the, uh, it seemed like the majority opinion leaning towards the Caesar salad. I've talked to a fair amount of people who actually have never had minestrone before. Yeah, I ran into that too. Um, yeah, that was a surprise. Uh, they said that they had like heard of it, but never really got the opportunity to try it. So yeah, Caesar salad was was a pretty popular one. Yeah, I I I had the same sort of response from people. I think Caesar had a little bit of an edge. Again, minestrone not as popular. Mostly, what I got is, wait, that's what you talk about on the show. Uh, was 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 a little bit of the common response, and uh, and yeah, I think people just in general were. It's not necessarily that they didn't like minestrone. I think people just really liked Caesar salad. Was sort of the 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 public opinion I received, and a lot sure. of people said, "Why didn't you pick soup X or other soup or other better soup?" No one said that about the salad side. They were fine with Caesar. A lot of people fought me on minestrone. Really? Yes. Yes, they said, well, what about clam chowder's way? Or chicken noodle is so much better. That's They they had very strong opinions about minestrone. You know, we, we ran the bracket. We did the tests. We, we pulled the evidence. And, that's, and that's what I what told the them. People wanted, so. I told them to suck it. Mm-hmm. And they didn't like that, but, you know, too bad. Uh, so, Matt, that's uh, that's the, the word on the street. Like I said, Matt, 19 votes on social media. Thanks to everybody who participated in our polls. I'll read some names in a little bit, Matt. But the margin of victory here, a 78% vote for the winner between these two. So it wasn't really that close. No. It was a pretty wide gap. Uh, definitely not a, not as close as the last uh, presidential election, that's for sure. Well, actually, Matt, I was going to ask you, because I got off tangent before the show and did a little research, did you know what the largest margin of victory in the popular vote was in U.S. presidential election history, or at least what president it was for? George Washington. He was elected unanimously. Okay, well, that okay, try again. That's that's true, but let let's let's pick one that's actually like a thing. You 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 got me on that one. My next guess would be Reagan. 
Uh, no, Reagan is, uh, he holds the record. Uh, no, he is. Most no. electoral votes. Yes, he, and actually he's second in electoral votes. Um, in, in popular vote, he's actually fifth in that election, in his uh, 84 re-election. Um, all right, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. You're stumped. How, how about uh, FDR does hold the record for the highest uh, electoral college victory, 98% in his re-election in 36. But no, uh, it is not. Uh, with 61% of the popular vote, Lyndon Johnson in 1964. So there okay. you go. So this, 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 it was even more slanted in our soup battle. Um, and Matt, I, I do love, I got, we got to warm you up for our upcoming trivia episode, but can you name the five U.S. presidents who were elected without receiving a majority of the popular vote? Or a, without a plurality of the popular vote, I should say. There are five of them? There are five of them. George Bush. Yep. Donald Trump. Correct. Um, other presidents. These are hard. I should state for the record, I would have never known this if I didn't look it up. <laughs> uh, McKinley? No. William McKinley? No. No. No, but right um, in that right in that time, right in that time, these okay. two. I will tell you. Well, if I tell you the years, you might know who the president is. So that's not probably. But it was in that I mean, era. But you know, it was that it, era. Yes. Can't be. Teddy Roosevelt. No, no. Think presidents nobody remembers. Oh, all right. Benjamin Harrison. Correct. That is one. Yes. <laughs> very, very good. You got that. He uh, <laughs> he won the electoral vote, but uh, slightly lost the popular vote to Grover Cleveland. Rutherford B. Hayes. Oh, and he gets he gets the next one. That is also correct. Uh, famously, the um, the uh, yes, correct. I always I love to tell people that we had a president Rutherford. Like That's... one of our presidents' his name was Rutherford. Oh, it's dope! It's a great name. Rutherford B. Hayes, probably the single least remembered president. Uh, I think that's fair. Even I'd say even less than Benjamin Harrison. I didn't know there were two Harrison presidents. That surprised yeah, me. The, Benjamin Harrison and. William Henry Harrison, who he's the one that died like three months into his term. Yeah. He, Franklin, caught, he, had pneumonia, Frank, he caught pneumonia from his, uh, his inauguration speech. That's right. Uh, Fr Franklin Pierce, I forget a lot as well. I will say. Yeah. He's, he's another one. Pretty that's pretty forget. Although. No, I guess he, he was, he was anti-slavery, but the, there was the, um, I was thinking the teapot dome made his presidency sex here, but that was not, Pierce, that was that was Harding, wasn't it? I believe that was Harding. Okay, sure. Uh, I um, and do you, do you know who the fifth is? Uh, um, is this one obscure too? Um, I wouldn't say obscure, but I will say it's the only time in American history that a candidate did not receive a majority in the electoral vote and they had to execute the 12th Amendment where the House of Representatives voted to put this person into office. Now we're going way back. Quincy Adams? That is correct. Very good. Yes. Hey! Ding, ding, ding. Jackson used that, he used that as a, um, 
a factor when he ran against them again. There you go. So, and, and we, we will get off of presidents, I promise. But uh, you mentioned some of the crazy names of, of presidents, like, uh, like sure. Rutherford B. Hayes. But just think of all the people who lost. People like, we could have a, had a president, Alf Landon, Adelaide Stevenson, uh, Michael Dukakis, Horatio Seymour. There's so many great ones. Wendell Welke, I think, is my favorite alternate president name. That is a dope name. President Wendell Welke. It's like a baseball. It's like an old-timey baseball player. It does sound like that. I do agree. Now batting for the Brooklyn Dodgers, Wendell <laughs> Welke. Uh, very good. Anyway, we're, 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 we're off topic, so we will get into it. Matt, would you like to know the final vote? We're going to reveal the winner. America has been on pins and needles. That's my drum roll noise. All right. By a vote of 14 to 4. And for those of you at home saying, Sean, you said 19 people voted. That's only 18. Uh, Our Twitter poll had a third option, which is they're the only choices. And one person voted for that. So their vote has been eliminated by a score of 14 to 4. The winner of Dinner Dynasty Super Salad, the ultimate dinner choice, Caesar Salad. Whoa, Caesar wins. We should have made a poster or a banner. <laughs> I just, I, you know what? Hail Caesar. Well, I was going to say, I wish I had like some balloons. I could have pulled a string and a bunch of balloons came down or something. Or Confetti. A, or a, a bunch of salad dressing. <laughs> what, like Nickelodeon <laughs> slime, just a bucket, just dump Caesar dressing? Oh, yeah, get like that in I, your I eyes. I have a minestrone bucket over my head. You have the Caesar dressing and we both pull a, a lever. And the winner gets doused with their uh, dressing. I mean, that is that is an oh. idea. I'm not going to say it's a great one, but it is an idea. I think that would have uh, blown our budget, our yearly budget. <laughs> yes, our very expansive show budget. Um, <laughs> now, Matt, before we talk a little bit about the winner, I do want to thank everybody who took the time to participate in our poll, including all the folks who voted for Caesar Salad, including John Pedrotti, my brother Jason, Kaylee McAvoy, Katie Adams, Dan Miller, Stacey Smith, Stephen Giuliano, Michael Johnson, and Antonio Cardino, as well as the people who voted for Minestrone, including Nicole Trafer, Julie Ostrobinski, and Rodney Kuhn. Thanks, everybody, so much for participating in the poll. We couldn't have done it without you. You were instrumental in choosing a winner. Matt, how do you feel about this result? Uh, I, I, I'm not surprised. Uh, I think that it's it's pretty predictable. I guess M- minestrone is it was a divisive soup. Uh, I I just was kind of floored at how many people had never had it before. Um, but uh, I guess not a lot of people have had minestrone. So yeah, well, you know, you win some and you lose some. Take the good, you take the bad. Take them both. And there you have a Caesar salad. Yeah, no, we had yeah. a, a Facebook comment. John Pedrotti wrote on Facebook, Minestrone is for the weak. It is the mug root beer of the soup world. I love mug root beer. No, oh, don't. Well, we might have to get John on the show at one point. I used to work with John. Get him on the show. I'll he had, debate all day about He had mug root very, beer. very, very How strong root beer. Vastly underrated it is. No, a, he, John is a ride or die A&W guy. Oh, well. All right, that's like comparing champagne. I won't say to the to the champagne. Like champagne and like and like barefoot and the champagne of Barefoot's beers. Really good. Skinny girls really good. All right, they're fun, but you know when you when you put them up against like a like a fine merlot, mm. which is what A and W is well, in the world of root beers. But who is Mug competing against? Barks, I guess. I like Barks too, Sean. You know what? 
this sounds <laughs> like the makings of another great debate. No, no joke, Matt. I would stop everything right now to do a soda bracket. Halt the presses. It, it, it is. It I think we're already previewing our next bracket dynasty is a soda bracket. I think it has to be done. I think it has to be done. The soda bracket championship for the ages. Oh, I, I think that's a, that's an absolute no brainer in my mind. Yeah. Um, but before we get can off we topic, do, can we do a niche soda bracket? Can we do like, uh, um, was that the clear Pepsi? Oh, new Pepsi, new, no, new Coke. Can we do like new Coke? I, I don't versus think they make that anymore. Pepsi throwback versus Pepsi blue. Yeah. Matt, they don't make, this. you can't get these anymore. Yeah. These are niche sodas. Yeah. But I never had it's most of them. Mr. Pibb. They stopped Would making new Coke Mr. before Pibb we were soda? born. What? Would you consider Mr. Pibb to be a niche soda? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Pibb Extra is mainstream. Mr. Pibb is niche. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. I, I think I think you got it absolutely right. Yeah, Matt. That might be hard because, you know, they don't make these sodas anymore and I haven't, you know. New I guarantee you can find them on the internet no. somewhere. Go to some Chinese website. It'll, they'll be there. All right, I'm gonna go to eBay. What 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 defunct soda would you like me to find for you? Number one is definitely Pepsi Blue. Pepsi Blue. Let's mm -hmm. see. You can get a can of 2003 Pepsi Blue for eighteen dollars, free shipping. <laughs> would you like me to buy it for I, you? I would almost do that. All right, I'm gonna. Eighteen's a little steep, but if I, Matt, if I literally, I'm not even joking. If I bought this and sent it to you, would you drink it on the show? Yes. In okay. a heartbeat. Okay. Mm -hmm. I will follow this up later and I will buy that for you. Okay, cool. Um, no, no, yeah. I, the answer to that question, Sean, is more, more often than not going to be yes. Okay. If I go and buy but, a bunch of extremely old defunct I'd probably, sodas. I'd probably drink it. You didn't say old. Well, I guess they are old. 2003, that's over 10 years old. That's 15 years old. Matt, you just Did think about describe, that. describe, like, is it preserved somehow, or... Well, let's take a look at the eBay just here. just brining in the can that it was made in. Oh, it's an empty can. Son of a bitch. What the fuck? I was what, about to say, Matt, I don't know. Monster. Here's a full two liter never opened for $10,000. Yeah, Matt, I don't... I don't think you can say two thousand dollars. No, ten thousand dollars. Ten thousand. Okay. So you can buy an empty can of Pepsi Blue for eighteen dollars. Yes, if you just want the can. If you're some kind of like sick hoarder or something. Yes, indeed. Yes. Yeah. No, I'll have to search because there used to be. There actually was a guy. And I don't remember his name. He had a website and his whole business was he would buy sodas and he would like go around the country and track them down and then he would sell them. And that was his, and he made good money. $10,000 for Pepsi blue. Yeah, man. It's good soda. It's good stuff. I think we need to get a Kickstarter started. I think they, it would be easier. If Kickstarter they just or GoFundMe. Anyway, we GoFund are we are so far off topic. We will circle back to sodas, I promise. Uh, yeah, man, on, uh, on on Super Salad, I'm extremely, I'm very satisfied. I was very worried about how this was going to end up. We had a very extremely shaky start. I am 
100% satisfied with the winner. I think a great choice one. I think if I am going to dinner at a restaurant and a mass super salad, Caesar is always a good choice. So I think, uh, I think we did this bracket justice, which is not always the case, but in this case it is. I think the real winner, Sean, the real winner here is uh, a winner that was not said. Uh, a winner that goes unsung more often than not when we go out to our dinners and our lives. And that real winner here, Sean, is not the soup. It is not the salad. It is the unlimited breadsticks. You know, a, a real a real dark horse in this super salad race, unlimited breadsticks. Um, yeah, I kind of, you know, the problem with unlimited breadsticks is the first one is good. I think, I think the unlimited breadstick, the unlimited part is the least exciting part because they're, they're decent breadsticks, but it's like, how many, Matt, how many could you eat in a sitting of, of the Olive Garden unlimited breadsticks? (laughs) There was a time when I would say to you, unlimited is a challenge. Yeah. But I think the the 2008 me says I'd probably have like two. Yeah, I well, maybe I maybe like I, two and a half if I felt particularly gluttonous. I mean, I remember a particular Marist College crowd who used to go to Red Robin and do the unlimited root beer float challenge and get through like two, mm, five. No, I think stop. the record's five or six. I that's crazy. It is. And irresponsible. Oh, so ir- so much sugar. But there comes a time when you have to look at that word, unlimited, and just say, oh, yeah? How unlimited? Then you find out that the limitations are actually... Your own. Actually your own, yeah. yeah. They're actually on you. Yeah. That's where you learn you have limitations <laughs> in an unlimited yeah. situation. Indeed. Yep. Indeed. Yep. Uh, but yeah, the, no, the, the, the breadstick, this room, the Olive Garden breadsticks are, are not good. They suck. They're, they're just, I think I, I, I want to say like they grow them. Doesn't they, that sound like they grow, they like just add water and they appear. Yeah. Well, there was a big controversy. This was one of my favorite things. You might not enjoy this, but this is one of my favorite things I've ever read in my life. There was a, uh, activist, hedge fund that wanted to take over Olive Garden and turn it around like they try to get seats on the board and do all that kind of corporate intrigue stuff you do when you want to take over a company. And they put out a 150 slide PowerPoint deck that went edge to edge on why Olive Garden sucks. And they literally broke down in ways I didn't even understand about all the crappy things Olive Garden was doing and why it didn't make any sense and why they should be crazy successful. And one of them that they mentioned was the breadsticks. And you're right, Matt, uh, uh, years ago, they did change the formula in the breadsticks to make them last longer. And it did change. They were not as fresh and they have not tasted as good. And it was a cost cutting measure by them. Um, And that was just one of many things they did, like they stopped using salt when boiling the pasta because they were worried it was going to damage the length of time they could use the pots in the restaurant. It was a cost-saving move, resulting in crappier pasta. (laughs) So a small, if if anyone can find it, like it's one of those weird things I really like, but it was very fascinating to go deep on on Olive Garden. You know, that's, yeah, I'm... 
I, I would weirdly appreciate something like that. Like I would, uh, I don't know if I would go through the entire 20 slide PowerPoint or whatever, but uh, it was interesting. Yeah. So, no, I agree with you. No, I don't. The breadsticks are fine. The first one is good because it's it's usually warm because it just came out. It's got that butter, garlic stuff on top. And then by the time you get the second one, you're like, I'm good. I've done. You know, it's the same. Yeah, I, don't, because I don't need any more of this. Yeah. What, what a lot of people forget is at the Olive Garden, the breadsticks are unlimited, but the soup and salad is also unlimited, you know, depending on which one you get. But again, by like the first bowl, you're you're done. You know, and then your entree comes and you look at it and say, why the hell did I come to an Olive Garden? It's just, it's just a tough one. Mm. Yeah. Olive Garden is just like that. It's like that bell curve of, of restaurants. No, I guess it's like an inverse bell curve. Yeah. It starts going back up again after you leave. And, and yeah. then you say, let's never go to an Olive Garden again. <laughs> and yet you go back. Yep. Yeah, no, not a not a great restaurant. Uh for <laughs> sure. Not at all. But when you're there, your family. I don't do they still use that slogan? I'm not actually sure. I think cuz I think they have a new more terrible slogan. But I can't remember what it is. Um I'd have to uh I'd have to look it up. But Anyhow, diet cherry chocolate, Dr. Pepper. I remember, I remembered having that. They had that in the soda machine in my middle school, which uh, they don't do that anymore. But uh, <laughs> the uh, oh god, yeah, it was awful. It was it was terrible. Um, I remember it being pretty amazing. I remember it being like drinking a Tootsie Roll. Like if if you could take a Tootsie Roll and turn it into a soda. That was what ran through my mind. But it didn't... When I drank it. It was just too syrupy. Of course, yes. Dr. Pepper is like that, that in general. The, I mean, that was the good thing. I think that was the selling point of the of the particular beverage. Yeah, it was a, uh, it was a rough one. I think the... Um, I was going to say another one. Have you ever had Crystal Pepsi? <laughs> I have not. I have not had Crystal Pepsi. Crystal Pepsi's um, good. I've had Crystal Pepsi. They had it for sale when I was in Houston. I picked up a bunch, and uh, it's kind of like Pepsi. I don't know what it's like. It's kind of like Pepsi. It's sweet, and it tastes good, and it's clear. I don't know. I don't know if I would be able to get past drinking a clear Pepsi. It was really fun the first time, and then the second time I drank it, the novelty of it being clear wore off immediately. It just tasted like a. It just tasted pie. like soda, you know. That was what it tasted. It really didn't have any distinct flavor. It just tasted like soda. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty disappointing. Have you ever drank? Uh, they have um, ranch soda. Have you heard about this? Oh, 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 oh! That sounds awful. Ranch flavored soda. Yeah, absolutely not. Uh, if you ever want to see either of us projectile vomit on this show, yep, not not going to happen. Soda, we could call it. Well, I know they have like, I mean, the, the extreme soda flavors is not a new. I mean, they have pickle soda, I know, and uh, other their spicy sodas. Yeah, 
Well, have you ever had um, the the holiday spice soda that came out for for it was it was a Pepsi product? Oh, are you talking about the cranberry Sierra no, Mist? No, no. no, this is Not different. The cranberry Sierra Mist. Oh, that's another another holiday. That's a great soda. Uh, fun soda, but no, it was holiday spice Pepsi. Came out in the mid two thousands, early two thousands, I think. And uh, it, it was okay, but it was a little, it was a little peppery. It had mm. like a little peppery, mm. peppery like taste to kind it. Kind of spice and, cake taste. Yeah. Yeah. And you realize you don't really want that in a beverage. Like you, your beverages are supposed to refresh you. Not really taste like much of anything. But yeah. goddamn, I will go to bat for mug root beer any day of the week. You tell mm. your friend over there. I will. I'll square up. He'll come uh, on. I, He'll do I it. A and W is great. I, I can't put down. I can't put down. The problem with with mug is that, like, not many root beers you can put down. Like, yeah, that's true. I can't put down Barks. I can't put down A and W. The problem is I, I haven't. The, the 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 shittier root beers out there though, like, I don't know. Um, what is it? What would be a shitty root beer? Like, they're all pretty good. Yeah, that's... You know what I would have to do, Matt? I think if we did a... Like, an actual soda competition... Yeah. I think, I think one way it might have to... Because the problem is I just don't remember what all... Because I, I don't... I Like, I don't drink root beer. That, so I don't remember the differences. So what I think we might have to do is... Regions where we put all the root beers against each other, all the colas against each other, all the lemon limes against each other. And then I would have to actually go out and buy them... And, like, actually, like, Pepsi Challenge, taste them side by side. Because that's the only... no Like, okay, Coke or Pepsi, like, I'll have opinions. But, like, Sierra Mist versus Sprite, like, I would have to drink both of those side by side to really know which yeah. is good and which isn't. Because it's so difficult. Because they're so similar. How about Sierra Mist, Sprite, and 7-Up? Oh, see, there you go. I mean, that's a great matchup. And it's like, I couldn't... Like, sitting here today, I'd probably tell you... I wish Sprite were a little less carbonated. I'm probably going to lean towards Sprite. 7-Up is great, too. Not a big Ceramist guy. See, I actually did this challenge, believe it or not. I, I do believe you not. I do believe I did this challenge a few weeks ago when I had a cold. And whenever I have a cold, I, I usually reach for more, like, fruity, citrusy-type sure. soft drinks. Um, and I bought. I was at the CVS getting drugs. And I had um, they they had like a a giant two liter of Seven Up on sale for like two bucks. So I bought that. Then I bought um, a little like I don't know, just a little eighteen ounce or whatever of uh, of uh, of Sprite, right? And then and then I had some Sierra Mist lying around at home, and I I did drink them all like within like. I didn't pound them all back, but mm -hmm. I was curious because I was like, I got all these out in the open. Let me like test each one. Do you know which one the crappiest one of them all is? It may surprise you. I'm excited to be surprised. It's seven up. Oh. Seven up is, is a huge disappointment compared mm. to the other two. I think it's just that it doesn't have as much sugar in it. Oh yeah. That's definitely it's, true. It, it relies much more on its carbonation than mm. it does on any other factor. Mm -hmm. It is surprising the uniqueness, though, between the three. I would describe Sprite, hands down, as the most citrusy of the three. 
So if you don't respond to spread to the to the if you if you sprite is not your thing, you might just be overreacting to the citrus flavor. Um, the Sierra Mist seem to be the most balanced mm-hmm. for sure, but also the most had the I think the most heavy handed with the sugar. So take that as you will. That was my my uh, feedback for for those three three lemon citrus beverages. Yeah, no, Matt, I I love having these discussions. I think we should definitely do a soda competition on the show. Uh, we've wanted to do soda for a while, so I think that's a really... See, I can't drink Coke anymore. I hate Coke. Why? I hate regular Coke. Nobody yeah. hates Coke. Um, Pepsi is far superior. Oh, no! Yes, Pepsi no. is... Coke. You've gone to the dark side. No, Pepsi is, is definitely... If that's the dark side, call me Darth Pepsi. <laughs> Because that, that shit is way better than Coke. Coke sucks. Regular what? Coke sucks. What? It sucks. What? I was so pissed off. Just today, Sean, I I got a, I, I went out and I got Buffalo Phillies. Do you got Buffalo Phillies by you? No. Buffalo Phillies is amazing. Uh, anyway, they do Buffalo wings and they also do Philly cheesesteaks. Anyway, that's beside the point. Um, I asked for a Pepsi product. I received a Coke product. And... I wanted to pour it right down the drain. Coke sucks, John. Oh, no, shame. Oh, Matt, I don't. It's I do. Far inferior to Pepsi. This is absolutely not the form to get into this. Uh, I think this is exactly the form. This is, no. The show is called up for debate. No, but we're going to do a whole episode on this debate. at some point. So in three months, we'll just repeat the conversation. I mean, I can give you. I can give you the. Let me. Let me just give you the high level, like executive summary of why you are completely wrong. And that is that a cola is not meant to be a sugar explosion. It is not meant to be sweet. It is meant to have bite. That is what a cola is. That's how it was created back in the olden days. Okay. It was meant to have a tonic in the olden days. But that's what I'm saying. There's a reason why all the really old sodas have spice like Dr. Pepper. Okay. And like Coca-Cola. That's what gives it its unique flavor. Pepsi is too sweet. It is too sweet. It used to have cocaine in it. Should we should we put cocaine back in the sodas? Maybe. Maybe. No. I love Pepsi. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Pepsi. I drink Pepsi. Pepsi's great. I'm not going to disparage it at Coke's expense. What I will say it's is also that better than Coca Cola. Coke is better. Coke is no. better. A cold Coca Cola in the you get the and then you drink you and then you drink it. It it's it's come on that nothing. Because it has the bite. Pepsi is two one note. It is just sweet. That's all Pepsi is. It is. It's and sodas are supposed to be sweet. I defy you I, to tell sit there and tell me that you would drink a soda that is not sweet at all and no, enjoy it. But that's not okay. All right, come on. Don't don't put words in my mouth. What I'm saying, I'm not saying every soda sweet. is sweet. That's You're the, right. That's... Sugar is a is a key component. Okay, I'm not disagreeing with that. What I'm saying is it shouldn't only be sweet there's a reason why the the citrus sodas taste like citrus and there's a reason why dr pepper tastes like whatever the hell dr pepper tastes like pepsi just tastes like sweet it's got a very mild cola and a cola should have flavor it should have bite that's what makes a cola different from every other soda on the plant that was a problem I had with crystal pepsi it didn't taste like anything it just tasted like soda generic soda it just tasted sweet all right sean i i've got a question for you and you and your you and your Coca-Cola superiority uh, fiends over there. I would like you to, I defy you, to name for me 
What is the what is what is the flavor of Coca Cola? It's what a secret it recipe. Like? It's a what nobody knows what. Like? What does it taste like? What does Pepsi what does taste, taste like? like? What does Pepsi taste like? Pepsi tastes like it tastes like you're drinking a a, a glass of sugary happiness, a jolt of youth and excitement. Yeah, well, for you all ages. yeah, you know what what drinking Coca Cola tastes like? It tastes like you're drinking. Vim and vigor. It tastes like you're. It drinks. It, it 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 goes down smooth, Matt. That's what it is. Okay. It doesn't go down smooth, though. It does. It doesn't go down smooth. It does. It's not smooth. You you yourself just said it had to have bite. Matt is bite you, smooth. I thought it was the. I thought that was the antithesis of smooth. Matt, are you familiar with the Pepsi challenge? I am familiar with the Pepsi okay. challenge. Pepsi won the Pepsi challenge. Do you know why Pepsi won the Pepsi sure. challenge? It's better. It's a better product. No, it's not a better product. No, it's because they gave them to people in little sample cups, okay? And they've done research since that shows that in very small amounts, your average person prefers Pepsi. Do you know what happens when they drink larger, like a whole can of Pepsi? People don't want it because it's too (laughs) sweet. That's the gimmick. The first sip of Pepsi is great. I'm not disagreeing with that. I Don't hand me a whole can of Pepsi because I'll get like nauseous halfway through. Are we supposed to be gluttons over here drinking our, our two-liter bottles of, of Coca-Cola per sitting? Like No, no you just you get the a- little glass bottle, and it goes down nice because it's not too sweet. You can get through the whole can or bottle and be good, and you're like, wow, that was really refreshing. You get to the end of the Pepsi, and you're like bouncing off the fucking walls because <laughs> the, the amount of sugar, and you're like, what the hell did I just drink? It's a goddamn Pepsi. <laughs> Uh, to me, uh, you know what, and and this may be a circular argument right, right now. I think we'll just have to let the American people decide. Well, uh, Pepsi is a superior product. It, it just tastes better when you're drinking it w- along with a meal. It, it stands out. No, way okay, more than stop. Coke. stop, 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 stop. Like the unassuming, stop, 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 unassuming stop. wallflower of soda. Stop, stop, stop. Matt, if you want to argue that Pepsi and Coke are, you know, one is better than the other in just a general sense, don't try and tell me Pepsi's better with food. It's not. Coke is a million miles away better with food. That's why every every good restaurant on the planet has Coke in it. Um, I've seen just as good, if not better, restaurants have Pepsi. Name uh, one. By the way, Pepsi tends to be, uh, at least from what I, what I have found, um, the soda of of hole in the wall niche like like because uh, they're not cool enough to have coke that are really cool and hip and that reflects how cool Pepsi actually is I will say coke. when coke I was is much more of an establishment drink it's no. like oh yeah you know of course my local McDonald's has Coca Cola in its vending machine let me go eat a Big Mac and drink a Coca Cola and I'll drive my Ford Fiesta. No, <laughs> was an establishment car. Oh, I guess it'd be a Lincoln Town car, maybe. No, my uh, my Sebring. I'll drive my Sebring. I don't to think the they town. still make those. Uh, no, Matt. I, first of all, I will say every like off the wall place now actually does have like local or gourmet or fancy soda. That's I've start especially even in fountains I've started to notice that. So I will say nobody's in Coke or Pepsi now. Everyone's going to the unique stuff, but. Pepsi overpowers the food. Coke complements it. Okay. I I totally disagree with that. I think number one, it depends on the food you're talking about. And to me, the perfect food that pairs with, with a, with a beverage like Pepsi or Coke would be a nice big American burger. 
But that's the cheeseburger. God, oh. And nothing goes better than cheeseburger than Pepsi. Yeah, but you go for the nostalgic, right? And you 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 get the glass bottle of Coke out of the vending machine, and you, and you open it up. You get, you and get glue, a glass glue, bottle glue, of Pepsi. Glue. It's just as nostalgic. We're not we're it's not old not. men here, Sean. Coke is the, the original. Both of them are nostalgic. And but the the, the unique and the unique and, and remarkable thing about Pepsi here is that Pepsi is not only the beverage of nostalgia. It is consubstantially, simultaneously, the beverage of youth. Of a new generation. Nostalgia and youth at the same time adhering to the same properties simultaneously. Matt, you can be the soda of the past and the present. Coke is timeless. No, it's not. Coke has always been good. It has a clear place in the past. It will always be good. Coke is... Matt, do you know what the most commonly spoken word on the planet is? I think it's hello, but after that, it's Coca-Cola. It's global, okay? I think that's what the, that's what the Coke marketing exec chills would like you to – that would, would like you to parrot that Hell phrase, but I don't I, believe it for a second. I guess, Matt, what baffles me most about this debate is that I like Pepsi. I think Pepsi's a fine product. I don't have any any real beef with Pepsi. If I go to a restaurant and I say, "Hey, can I have a Coke?" and they say, oh, "We have Pepsi products," that's fine. I'll take a Pepsi. Like I'm not, I'm not committed. The it problem used to be like that. But that's I used the problem. To be indecisive. But, but that, now I'm a, I'm a deciding man. I'm I a just, chooser. I don't I'm understand how you can hate Coke. That's what I don't get. And if somebody says, "I'm sorry, we don't have Pepsi products," I'll say, "Oh, I'll just have a water then." Oh, oh, oh no! How can you be that way, Matt? I thought you were such an open-minded person. Uh, and you know, you Coca-Cola is inferior. It's an inferior product. And when you run out an inferior product up against the superior product. Oh, my God. You know, the invisible hand's got to take over. I feel sick. This is terrible. This is shameful. I'm so sorry you all had to, uh, folks out there had to listen to this because uh, normally this show does not tolerate hate speech. But uh, I guess tonight we're going to make normally an exception. We also don't actually debate things, but. I know. We finally disagreed our- on something vehemently. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just. I just don't understand how you can, they're both, they're so similar. Like, I know we just spent the last 20 minutes yelling about why one is better than the other, but let's be honest, they're not that different. Fundamentally, it's all this. Trying to pull me into like some sort of middle ground and I ain't going. No. I'm I'm planting my feet in firm and I'm saying Pepsi is, is a better, better soda. Okay, but again, I don't. You're you can't that, drag me to that middle ground. I, I don't. I won't go. I don't have I a problem. I don't have a problem with you having the opinion that Coke Pepsi is better. That's fine. I I get why you think that. I just don't understand the hatred of Coke. That's what's confusing me. That's what's throwing me off. It's just, it's just not as good. It's just not that good. But like, but even if even if Matt, we were we were in in a desperate situation. And and we were in the middle of the desert, and the sun was beating down, and and your survival there was there was a Coke and a Pepsi sitting there. You would obviously reach for the Pepsi. I I reach ahead of you and I drink the Pepsi. Would you then drink the Coke? Well, no, I wouldn't drink either of them because in that situation, neither of them actually quench your thirst. They actually make you more thirsty <laughs> because they have sugar in them. So I guess technically uh, the right answer. Die. Wow. Now that's the truth right there. That um, is very honest. What I will say, which is the bitch of it all, is that 
I like Diet Coke better than I like Diet Pepsi. Oh, Diet Pepsi is terrible. And that doesn't make any sense at all. But like, I I will consistently like if if there are Coke products, most likely I'll reach for a Diet Coke. I'll well, ask for a Diet Coke. Diet Coke doesn't taste anything like regular Coke. That's why. I mean, it is it is to me. It's not even really a diet version of Coke. It's a Diet Cola. Like I don't I don't find it that similar to Coke. So I'm not surprised. Also, because Diet Pepsi is not remotely good and i think that's because pepsi classic normal pepsi is such a sweet product when you put in the artificial sugar you notice it a lot more in pepsi than you do in a diet coke and i like diet coke too by the way i think given the diet choice that's a that's a good option Mm. diet coke with lime is pretty good oh shit man i'll go nuts for diet coke with lime (laughs) hell yeah yeah hell yeah sign me up for that um See, so we, we can come to some some middle ground I, here. I'm just, but then again, Matt, and and I, and I don't want to make this personal because I don't think that's really fair. But we've established historically and on the show that you often have questionable tastes in things in foodstuffs. <laughs> you you've made all kinds of weird concoctions, weird cooking. You are know, they questionable or are they just unique ahead of their time? I don't know, Matt. Yes. <laughs> yes, ahead of their time. Are they just innovative? In, they in called some Nikola way? Tesla crazy, right? And he kind of was, but he also had good ideas. Yeah. True. You he know, lived up to it. You know, another man they called crazy. Jesus. Hey, now worked out pretty well for him. Some ways, sort sure. of, ish, sort of. Yeah. Um, I don't know but, that. That, uh, that, that, uh, that reminds me when you said Nikola Tesla, it reminded me of, I was reading online, just a quick sidebar, uh, your, or our book of the month, our last, our most recent book of the month, uh, Devil in the White City, mm-hmm. somebody devised a, uh, drinking game to go along with it oh, really? and possibly th- along with the upcoming movie, um, Whenever a famous per, uh, like a famous person that isn't famous yet but will be famous gets name dropped. No, it's whenever a famous person gets name dropped, you take a shot. Whenever a person who is not famous yet is revealed, like and that person happened to be the father of Walt Disney. Yeah. Two shots. Nice. It's a pretty good, pretty good drinking game. There, there are some other things to go along with it, like whenever. H.H. Holmes is creepy. Yep. And some other stuff. Whenever that, that one guy he would get mad all the time, the guy that's like planning the fair yep. got mad a lot. Yeah, no, I can imagine that book had a lot of uh, those types of things you could really enjoy throughout the book. Well, Matt, uh, in an episode that was supposed to be about Super Salad, we managed to talk about everything but, but that's okay, because I still think it was entertaining. I definitely think we need to do some full episodes on soda. I, I don't want to, re- I want to keep this idea alive, because... Sure. There, and we didn't, we didn't even, you know, we did Coke or Pepsi. We didn't even talk about the best cola, which is RC Cola, of course. Some Royal Crown Cola. You know, which or I know every, everyone's a big fan of. Dr. Bob? Doctor Oh, Dr. Bob. Yeah, I mean the There are almost too many sodas. And we've talked about alcoholic sodas 
haven't we on sure. the show at some point? Um, yeah, I think we, we might have touched on like not your father's root beer. Yeah, they're terrible. Damn good. Pepsi. Wait, did we agree on that or disagree on that? Did you like those? I, I well, this is going way back in the vault, but I think I, I think I, I rather liked the. Yeah, we I think we started the discussion because I was drinking one of them on mm. the show or something. Um, and damn, oh, it's almost time. Uh, I know I think they're seasonal. I'm not 100 percent sure, but do you are you familiar with the uh, the Coney Island sodas? Ugh, alcohol yes. sodas. Yep. Are those damn, seasonal? Good. I, that's what I wasn't sure. I didn't know if they were seasonal, but I, I had them for the first time over the, like two summers ago when I first moved to Virginia, and I haven't had them since. But I just haven't I haven't looked for them at the same time. So for all I know, they may not have been seasonal. But uh, the one that I drank, like it said something about evoking memories of the boardwalk on a summer's day or something. But yep. those are those are pretty good, pretty fantastic. Yeah, they hit they had a good note for me. No, they're disgusting. But I think we talked about this on a past <laughs> episode, so I won't I won't go through it. But it's kind of like it's just a crappier soda. Like just pour some rum in your Coke and enjoy yeah. it. You you don't need an alcoholic yeah, and soda. Sa- you save on the cost and you save on the Yeah, but you have a substantially less good beverage. Does is it cost effective? Um, probably isn't actually. It's probably more cost effective to just mix them yourself. It can't be. I, I would say either way, it's not that big of a difference. So even if it is cheaper or more expensive, it can't be by that much. Sure. Yeah. Um, it's good stuff. It is, Matt. Uh, in an episode that was supposed to be twenty minutes, we've gone an hour. So, holy cow! Has it really been an hour already? It, it has been an There's hour. No way. I'm looking. I'm looking at the. I'm looking at the recording. I'm looking at the clock. It's been an hour. I'm looking at the clock now too. This is this is weird. I time flies. That we've recorded for an hour. Yeah, every week. That that we weren't <laughs> planning on it. Um, no, I will. I I've been watching the clock the whole time. But we got into the soda thing, and I said, "This is this is audio gold. We can't stop now. We we got to no, cap bottle stuff. the magic. That's right. Before it escapes. So." Um, that concludes the soup or salad dinner dynasty challenge. Uh, congratulations to everyone who voted and all involved a great victory for the Caesar salad, uh, who will not be receiving a trophy because it is merely a food concept. Uh, I'm sure we'll be doing more brackets and things like that in the future. Uh, Matt, maybe we should tease a little bit. We got a lot of really exciting stuff coming up on the show in in the next few months. We do. We do. Um, we're going to be having a trivia contest. We will. With our good pal and friend of the show, Phil Phil Lopez. That that is the plan. We're gonna. I've already written about eighty percent of the questions, so it's just about ready. We've got some great trivia. Uh, and uh, Matt, you were defeated back in twenty fifteen, the last time we did a trivia challenge. Now it is time for your redemption. Indeed, um, one Colby Rabadou defeated me by one question by I remember a hair that was a, so close an absolute uh barn burner of a, of a trivia match that was way back in season one of our show right oh yeah back in 2015 man way back mm-hmm. so it was on hiatus 
we've returned, and I can I can tease a little bit to the folks at home. We're going to have a lot of different types of questions, a lot of fun questions, but we have a round called the Experts Round, where Matt and Phil each get to pick a topic they believe they're experts in, and I will ask them semi-difficult questions to prove whether or not they're really experts, as they claim. Matt, you have chosen the topic, cooking tools and techniques. Uh, are, are you feeling confident you can you can answer these questions? I think I'm, I'm going to study up a little bit more. Uh, I'm going to play some Cooking Mama, mm. and hopefully uh, I'll get the competitive edge there. Um, I'll also play a little bit of Overcooked, um, which I just I just purchased for the uh, Nintendo Switch. Dope. So um, I don't know if it teaches you anything about cooking or techniques, but it, it does have cooked in the title. So we'll see. See if that helps. Yeah, so that'll be coming up. Uh, we also, in a couple weeks, will be uh, a, a a book club spinoff of sorts. Uh, the first book club book we read, Ready Player One, back in the fall. Congratulations. They made a movie version. Steven Spielberg directed it. We're going to watch it and talk about it here on the show as a follow-up. Matt, we were a little flaky on the book itself. We liked some concepts of it, thought it was an enjoyable read, not particularly well-written, um, and a little bogged down. So it'll be interesting. Uh, some of the early reviews of the movie are generally positive that I've seen. Not, no one's saying it's perfect or you know the best movie of the year, but generally, I think expectations were set pretty low. But I think uh, people are generally positive. So it should be an interesting watch. Now, do you do you have any predictions going in? Um, as to what I will think of the movie. Yeah. I think my early prediction is, and this, again, I've read a lot of reviews, so I'm a little biased in what I've seen other people say, but uh, I think the, the I think the it will be enjoyable, but I don't think I will leave it feeling like I learned something or it was perfect. Like there, I don't think there'll be anything real deep about it. I think it'll just be two hours of really good CGI um, and some exciting action. I probably will say something like, Meh, the movie was okay. I didn't really need to go to the theater to see it, and I would have been okay if I hadn't. But overall, I enjoyed myself. That's probably going to be my review. Is my prediction. I don't know. Are you? What? What do you think? Um, yeah, I'm I'm around the same place as you. I think I'll enjoy it from like a base level. I, I don't I don't know if I'll get super enthused or want to go see it a second time. But um, I will say that I think it's. I think that the, there's no way the movie can be – there's no way the movie can match the book. There, there's no way that the movie and the book can be so, like, synchronous. I, I think that the movie is going to be a drastic departure from the book in many different ways. Um, I, I just don't – just the, the, the way the writing style was, the way the actors – or the, the characters interacted with each other and, the, and interacted with the world – I don't see them being uh, very synchronous with each other, the book and the movie. So sure. I think the movie will be its own thing, very much borrowing heavily from source material, ergo the book. But that's my take on that. Yeah, I think it'll be hard when you have a book where the character, I mean, it's a young adult fiction novel, so it's not like the characters are super deep or the meaning is super deep. So you know, are they going to try to insert that or are they going to leave it surface level? I'm curious um, what the what the sort of output of that will be. So we'll do a whole review for it here on the show coming up. And Matt, I got one other thing we got to tease because in a few weeks, 
the 2018 Summer Movie League draft is happening. Uh, we have got 30 new movies that we will be auctioning off to our teams, uh, and we will also be crowning the winner of the 2017 Winter Movie League. The trophies got delivered today. They are in the building. So we have a winner, and we will announce it uh, during that draft. It's a can't-miss episode of the show, and it should be a lot of fun. And you're going to have a new exciting. partner this time, Matt. Indeed, one Mr. Michael J. Johnson. And that, the full Johnson experience is finally full. Yes. We will no longer be uh, the pseudo-Johnson experience, which actually might not be a bad name for <laughs> for a team, for, um, yeah, for this upcoming season. Um. Yeah, it should be but fun. Yeah, uh, it should be it should be a good run, and uh, hopefully, I'll be a little bit better budgeting my uh, movie options this time. But it should be a good should be good. Got well, some good movies coming out this summer. So yeah, it's going to be real. I mean, I, I don't. We could do a whole episode on a preview for it because there's a lot to talk about. But just from a high level early viewpoint of it. Uh, I personally don't think there are as many big movies this summer as there are in past years. Um, and it is heavily loaded towards the start of the summer. By the, the second half of the summer has almost no big movies. It is incredibly... But, but even just in May and June are all the big movies this year, and everything after that is small. There's no DreamWorks animation or Illumination Entertainment kids movies this year. There's um, both of Marvel's movies are uh, in the first half of the summer, no August or September films. It's going to be real interesting to see how high the bids get on some of these big movies because it's not like you're going to get a lot of them. So you've got mm. pretty much you've got Avengers, Deadpool, Solo, Incredibles 2, maybe Jurassic World and Ant-Man. And that's it. If you don't own one of those, you're not in the running. And if you own two of them, you got a good shot. So really going to be interesting. It's different from other years where it's more options, more spread out. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, well. Uh, well, so keep an eye on the feed for that. That'll be coming in a few weeks as well. Uh, but we're going to wrap up this episode because I think we've talked long enough. Thanks everybody for joining us and participating in the dinner dynasty. Hope you have as much fun as we did. Our website is up for debate.tv. You can go there and get all the information about the show, including past and present episodes in the archive. You can also click the subscribe button and find out everywhere you can get the show delivered to you when we publish it on places like overcast iTunes and in most podcast players, the video version is also available on iTunes. Lastly, Follow us and get in contact with us. We love hearing your feedback on Twitter at UpForDebateTV and on email at UpForDebateTV at gmail.com. Uh, we will be back next time with more debate. On behalf of Matt, I'm Sean. Thanks, everybody, so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>